Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. So every week in my group, my coaching group on Facebook, I go live once a week to answer questions that come up from my members and I also pick a topic to discuss in depth. So sometimes I share a little bit of it here on my podcast and then I go into a lot more depth of it in my group live. But I thought some interesting questions came in this week, so I thought I'd just share them here. Um, For a lot of my members that are on the go, you've asked that I could um, possibly do it here for you. But obviously, because it's a paid coaching group, my suggestion for the people in my group to get the full version is put your Bluetooth in your ear and just put your phone on the live Q&A in the Facebook virtual group and push play. So that way you can be doing your chores and all of that, or even driving while you're hands-free and um, listening to the, the uh, Q&A live in your um, Bluetooth and your hands are free. You could do your chores, ride your horse, drive your vehicle, and still be learning. It is said that um, just sitting and watching something is not as um, deeply retained as sometimes when you're being a little bit more physical, maybe walking outside, exercising, jogging, um, anything, maybe cleaning stalls, anything while you're doing something a little more active, sometimes you'll learn it and retain it in a different way than just sitting and watching or sitting and listening. And the nice thing about that is most women, we multitask. So A lot of times that's why people like podcasts because they can just listen on the go. And um, so I wanted to throw that as an idea out there for my members of my group. Just turn on that Bluetooth and listen to the live um, the same way. It's how I do it a lot for another group that I'm in. Um, that I find beneficial for my business. So I, I, I join groups that I find, um, are like other entrepreneurs or uh, thought-provoking groups that help me look at my future and how I want to grow my business and things like that. So I think, um, it's always in, important to learn. You know, my heart and my passion is is horses and helping horse and riders have the best team, be the best team that they can. So that's where my heart lies. You know, I, I enjoy other things like writing. Um, I write my books and I write uh, my training tips and I enjoy helping other women with their businesses grow and things like that. Um, but my heart will always be horses number one so so with that said uh, I'm going to go ahead and mention some of the questions that came up and one of them was um, that she gets really uh, nervous and handsy uh, when before her competition and she wants to know how to handle that and first of all if you're finding yourself getting really nervous before your run and then you get really handsy in your run try to take it off of um it's always going to be a pressure-induced situation. I want you to think about two things before you run. Actually, three things. One, I want you to first just be happy. Just be there. Be happy that you get to go to a barrel race, okay? Be happy that you have a truck and a trailer and a horse and a beautiful day to spend with your horse doing something you love. Take it to that extreme first. And then, um, secondly, you know, thank God, you know, pray to God to give you peace of mind for a smooth run and to keep you and your horse safe and the other rider safe. 
And then third, take all that pressure off yourself of trying to be better than you were last time or to any anything outside of what you can control and put that focus on your horse because imagine how your horse must be feeling. And I want you to really hear me when I say this. When you ride your horse at home or in exhibition or out on the trail, you're a different person than when you're sitting in that holding pen. And imagine what they're thinking when you're getting really tense and nervous and they don't know why. So they're going to associate barrel racing with being bad. And that would not be a good thing. You want your horse to love their job. You want your horse to, to enjoy barrel racing. So if it's always a pressure-induced nervous stressful situation they can sense it horses read body language way better than you and i so they know how we feel sometimes before we know how we feel so if you find yourself with butterflies in your belly they will feel it right down into their back so i recommend you do some deep breaths you talk to your horse and you learn to just settle yourself and put your horse first you want to be a confident leader a relaxed happy leader so your horse thinks that barrel racing is a fun thing not a bad thing so I hope that gives you something to to take that pressure off yourself and put put it into um, priority of what is important so all right so the next question is um, I've been pulling on my outside rein to keep my horse off the barrels how can I fix this bad habit um, first thing I would recommend is to try to do one-handed drills in slow work with perfect circles. And a great drill to do that with is all lefts, all rights. So with the barrel pattern set up, just walk the barrels one-handed and really focus on riding straight to your spot one and then ride to spot two, shoulders and hips all the way up in there, using your eyes, your body, and your legs to ride to your spots, spot one, two, and three, and then the front side, of course. So each turn will be about a turn and a half, and then you will go on to the next barrel. So I recommend if you start at second, go to third, and then go to first, and then stop, roll back, and then go from first to third, back to second and you're just gonna work all lefts one side and all rights the next side. So um, one-handed will get you to stop cheating and using that outside rein. It will also take some anticipation out of your horse doing the all lefts, all rights and teach them to relax and ride their hip and keep them in four wheel drive. Um, a lot of times when a horse, you're pulling on the outside rein, they're anticipating their turn, they're front loading their front shoulder and um, dropping in on that front end. So that would be my recommendation there. The next question is, I'm having trouble getting over from first to second. How would I fix that? Um, first of all, it's probably happening long before between first and second. You're probably missing some spots at, at first barrel. Um, it's usually caused by missing a spot and it's also caused by not pivoting at your pivot spot. Sometimes people don't finish the turn because they don't sit through the turn. They don't ask the horse to finish first barrel between spot two and three off of your inside hip. Um, a lot of times they get up to two hands too soon and they get up and, and, and you drive them out from spot two off and they step off of spot three. So um, if you're not in a straight line at spot two to three when you're leaving that barrel you're never going to finish it straight if you um do finish it straight you're going to do much better 
um, in lining up and getting a straight line to your next spot going to second barrel. So what I would recommend for that is I really like the professional choice futurity bit dog bone. Um, I would recommend over finishing the barrels and slow work at a walk and a trot and a lope. So I would go to spot one, spot two, and then at spot three, I would leave tight and I would over finish that barrel to where my horse's tail is even with the barrel, my very first stride out of first barrel. And that should fix your over, over, um, not getting over between first and second and help you to finish your, your barrel better and, um, be in a good line to, to have a straight line to second barrel. So I hope, I hope that helps with that. Um, the next thing, um, a writer said that, um, her horse is getting by the barrel or she has to really hold on to them and ease them to that first barrel. So what I would say there is you really need to teach your horse to prepare for their turns. So go back to slow work and really focus on rate and collection as well as transitions. You might want to work single barrel, all lefts, all rights, or even the D pattern. All three of those drills will be very helpful. Here's the thing, you don't want to just hold a horse. You have to have a clear go cue. It doesn't have to be whip and spur reins to the ears, but it can be um, sit neutral in the saddle, just sit up a little bit, and it can be reins forward an inch, and that might be enough for a horse. But if you're sitting back and pulling back, there's never a clear go cue. So then when you drop your outside rein and go to turn, the horse isn't responsible for rate or collection or turning the barrel. So I would definitely recommend going back to the slower it doesn't mean you again if it's a free running horse you don't have to run them hard to first barrel but you can float them in there but again you have to have a clear distinction between a go cue which again can be as simple as an inch of loose rein and sitting up versus sitting down but then you need to sit for rate say whoa and um, hopefully they'll rate off your body and your voice and you won't need to do a two-hand check if you find yourself needing to two-hand check or one-hand check every single run you need to go back and school on your horse it's one thing to use it once in a while because you're both have your adrenaline up and you're running a little bit harder or something but if you're having to check your horse multiple times every run you definitely need to go back to fundamentals during the week and focus on getting your rate and your collection back that's really really important so you can do that away from the pattern um, working on loose rein whoa transitions rollbacks backing anything and everything that gets them using their hindquarters better spirals is wonderful for that collection speed control and then as I mentioned some of the other drills as well so I hope that helps you. I wouldn't go to a really big leverage bit or a big tie down for that. I don't think that that is going to teach your horse anything because it's just a band-aid to keep them collected. Um, but with that said, I do have another question regarding headgear. Um, so I will go ahead and discuss that now. Um, this is a small rider with a really big, strong, high-headed horse. And they wanted to know um, what bit and tie-down I would suggest. Well, first of all, never rely on bits and tie-downs to control your horse. So during the week, be sure you have a solid foundation and be sure you can do that in split reins and an O-ring or a side bull, something mild. But in competition, if you want to use like a flat leather tie-down or maybe a nylon, um, pole tie down um, that would be uh, something to consider 
Um, and then maybe a bit that has a little bit of leverage. Um, I like the Carolina bit. It's uh, what's called the D11. It has a little slide, but it has equal purchase, purchase and shank. Um, I might do that in a three-piece or a two-piece thin twist. Um, I like the Ed Wright long shake with a three-piece dog bone. It's the gag with equal purchase and lift. I also like the Martha Josie million dollar short shank. Um, those will all give you a little bit more rate because of the shank, but still have some lift because of the, a little bit of the purchase or the nose band. So, um, and they each slide a little bit. The million dollar bit slides more than the uh, Carolina bit or the Ed Wright bit. But um, a little bit of slide is good, especially if you can get your adrenaline up and get handsy. Um, you have to be careful about that. All bits can be dangerous in a handsy rider's hands. So be sure your hands are light and you're always using give and take pressure, never pulling on your horse. But remember that if you do put on a tie down on a high headed, stiff, a strong horse, they can get stiffer. So you're going to want to do a lot of bend and flex work and you're going to want to make sure they move off your leg really nice. So be sure that you can uh, pick up a shoulder and soften a rib with your inside leg um, and also get a hip in with your outside leg. So rely less on being in their face if you're using the tie down for a little bit of collection um, because they are strong and maybe getting their head from getting too high. Um, you know, I'm not a tie down person, but I have seen horses that are very strong and high headed with petite riders and I have seen it help in some ways, but I promise you a horse can run through any bit and tie down. So always go back to basics, always go down to your foundation and, um, Work on your perfect circles, work on your timing in your run, work on collection work, especially vertical. So many people get lateral face flexing, but they don't teach a horse to ride up into the bridle vertically. So they don't learn, they might get vertical face where a horse will give their head to chest, but they won't get where they shorten their stride and shift their weight to their hindquarters and lift their top line and use their hind end more. So if you have that issue, work on head down cues, head down body collection, Work on riding the horse up into the bridle. Work on those transitions and spirals, um, especially using your inside leg to soften them and your seat to rate them. I'd love to see them be able to work off your inside hip to snap out of their turns. Um, and sitting square and deep in the saddle to rate before the barrel and maybe some outside leg to finish your turns. Your focus should be way less reins and more about working off your eyes, body, and voice and some leg. Another one for that horse that feels real strong would be your two circle true turn drill. So what I like to do is I like to walk around each barrel with perfect five foot circles, perfect five foot circles. And remember a horse, every horse is different on their cues for a perfect five foot circle. A stiff horse might need more inside hand and leg. A, a rubbernecker might need more balance rein or one handed in the center of the rein and more outside leg. Um, you know, some horses might need scissor leg for impulsion and to keep shoulder up and ribs out and hip in. Um, you know, some can be done one-handed, some need to be done two-handed. They all vary. Some are so sensitive, you can just do a circle with your eyes and your body and your pinky. Some need a little bit more leg, some less. So every horse is going to vary on their cues. Um, 
but again I like to go around two perfect circles and if it felt great then on my spot between my spot two and three or at second barrel at spot three I'm going to use my inside hip and finish tight so I'll do a you know a couple circles and then finish like a true turn and again you always want to ride that shoulder and hip in four wheel drive to each spot and don't get sticky don't get stiff don't get uh, rollbacky don't get front endy four wheel drive is best um in your slow work always so because um you want to promote getting to each spot you don't want a horse that gets overly on the front end or the back end at any point in time because you know it, they've got to get around a barrel that's a couple feet wide so um okay and then here's another question it says um hitting the barrel leaving and so that ties into what i just mentioned about not letting them roll back so a horse that hits a barrel leaving people say oh it's just working too hard and that's the case but it costs you money and and it's never fun to take a barrel down so it's one of them woulda coulda shoulda deals so keep them in four-wheel drive especially from the backside to the exit spot two to three and really focus with your eyes and your feet and sitting up in that saddle riding them to those spots so um you don't want to get up over the withers you just want to sit up and sit square but use your feet your hand forward and use your feet to make sure that they don't rock back too much um and then you may have to sit back at spot three, but maybe from spot one to two, you have to sit up, especially spot two to three to keep that four wheel drive. So again, keeping perfect circles during the week would be an excellent thing around the barrels. Again, two circles on a true turn is a good idea, but on a horse that's really rollbacky, don't do the true turn, just do the circles and keep the fluidity so you don't have so much rollbacking at spot three. Um, Horses that hit barrels generally quit moving forward from spot two to three and catch the barrel leaving. So um, definitely work on that. And um, that should definitely help there. So I guess that's, um, the, there was like 10 more, well, five more questions actually. So, but I'm going to leave that for the group. But I thought those were all really good, interesting ones. Um, you know, I, there was definitely some more that I get into in the group, but um you know, I just think that you have to kind of really, really analyze your horse. If you've got rate issues, anticipation issues, you know, it's going to be one extreme to the other in most cases. Um, if you have a horse that gets really on their front end or maybe they're they're over flexing in the face, that kind of horse you've got to work during the week on staying off their head. Um and, and riding more with your feet and your body to keep them more four-wheel drive. You don't want to, that horse will maybe be too soft to your hands and dump on their front end and over collect their face. So you really have to analyze each situation and, and you can't cookie cutter do any of this because each horse and each rider is individual. So as always, um, thanks for tuning into my podcast, Ride With Heart, and um, thanks for tuning in.